You have just entered The Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Welcome everybody to another episode of The Royal Access. It's your girl, Corel, and we are in our series, continuing the series, Stronger, Stronger. And the focus for today is getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. And that's not something we like to do because we like to be comfortable. We like to be relaxed. We like things to be going our way. And so we're getting into that. But before we get into that, I just want to give thanks to God for this amazing experience we had with the May I Call You Queen course. We officially ended our group sessions this week, Thursday. And let me tell you that the blessings that poured out the very next day, like I went to bed and woke up expecting God to move in a great way, expecting God to do so much. And literally the next day, the blessings that flowed in of things that God was doing. And it was just so quickly and just knowing like that these blessings are overflowing from the seeds that were planted during this this time. And so I just want to encourage you to be obedient. I just want to say thank you to those women that trusted me with seven weeks of their life to pour into them what the Holy Spirit had for them. And I'm just so, so grateful because I think the experience was life-changing not only for the women, but for me as well. I think that sometimes there's things that God wants you to do. And so you may not even understand the full picture or understand why, but it's just so important to be obedient because in the end, you'll start to see that this is exactly what was God was doing in this season. And so if you have heard us talk about the May I Call You Queen chorus, and that is something that's been on your heart and you were like, you know, this just was in the season for me to do it. Like I, I felt like God was pulling me to it, but this just was in the season. Um, know that we will open up a new cohort in May. And so you can start praying about that from now because it's March. Um, so we will definitely open up a new cohort at the beginning of May. So start to pray about if this is something that God wants you to do in that season. So just wanted you to know that so that you could keep in mind. And I just wanted to give God thanks for the last seven weeks. We still have the one-on-ones with ladies, which is always good. We do a one-on-one before we begin the course. And then we begin do another one-on-one after we're finish, um, just to talk about next steps and things that they feel that God is doing. And then just to see if anyone has also experienced the blessings or the shift or the change in perspective of what God is about to do in their life, which I think is just so amazing. So let's, let's dive into the episode of get comfortable with the uncomfortable. So you guys know that I love podcasts. I'm always telling you about different podcasts that you can listen to because if you're a podcaster, you just don't listen to one podcast. There's several podcasts that you listen to because it keeps you on the app all the time. And it's just really good because if you come out with a lesson once a week, then you know, if you're listening to them every day, you're going to need some other things to listen to. And so I just think it's always good to have, you know, several. And then just sometimes I'm just in a, in a mood to listen to one over the other. So a big one for me that I'm listening to now that I want to encourage you to check out in case you've not checked it out yet is Masterclass by Oprah. Now the series is done. I think it used to be a TV show. And so therefore they had so many podcasts that they turned into so many episodes from the TV show that they turned into podcasts. But I think they started it maybe in 2018, 2017. And again, if you're releasing a podcast every week, it doesn't really take too long to get to the end of the episodes. So I think it was only up for two years. So there are no new episodes. So that's the thing. I know that 
listening to this series will come to an end because it ended from 2019. But while I'm enjoying it, while I still have so many stories that I have not listened to yet, I'm going to enjoy it. So I'll tell you a little bit about what Masterclass is about. It's Oprah's just basically saying that everyone has a story and there are lessons that people learn throughout their life. And they feel that hearing someone's story can be like a class, like learning from the things that they went through can be like a class, what it truly is. And so I fell in love with Masterclass because I'm learning about these people. Like, you know, these celebrities from afar, but you don't really know the ups and downs and the highs and lows of their life and discovering things about them, like Lenny Kravitz discovering more about how his grandfather raised him and how his grandfather was the one that was a Bahamian and how he moved out at 16 because him and his father didn't get along and his father left his mom and he used to cheat on his mom. It was like, oh my gosh, just things like you didn't know. And so there's always a story like Barry Gordy. I think I talked about him on one of these episodes, how his wife kicked him out. And she, and that's how we wrote um, the song, Who's Loving You? And it's just like, oh my gosh, you're just finding out about these different things. And then I've heard Oprah's story before, but just, it's always refreshing to, to hear more about, you know, the different struggles and things that she had to go through and, you know, her being in a pageant and then getting a job on the radio station and then her, you know, giving up the baby, but also trying to commit suicide because she didn't want the baby. And it's just like so many like hard moments and just realities of their life and watching how they overcame those struggles. And so I was listening to an episode on Grant Hill and you, and you can tell from some of the examples I gave just now that a lot of these people had struggles and struggles early on in life. And so those are the places that you learn the lessons and the struggles. And so I was listening to Grant Hill and it was like, yeah, he grew up in a a nice two parent home and they were middle class. And, you know, I think his dad was, um, a star athlete. And so he's in grade eight and then he's hanging out with cool kids in high school. Then when he gets to high school, they want him to try out for varsity and then he makes varsity and then he makes, and I'm just like, this is cute. This is a cute story. Then he went to UNC. Then it was, it was like, this is a cute story. Uh, then he got into the NBA. I'm like, where is the struggle, yo? Like, why, why you being in? Like, I felt it's so sad. It's like, oh my gosh, are you, is your mind programmed for drama? But it's just, it's like a movie. If you watch a movie and everything is just like, oh, and then this happened, and then life is great, and it's just like, I don't, I can't relate. I can't relate. My life's not like that. I do not go from, it's, it's just fine and nothing's happened. I'm like, I need the story, but I just, I stayed with it because I'm like, no, everyone has. A struggle. Everyone has a high and a low. Everyone has a valley. There's a valley and there's a mountaintop. And if you don't have the valley, then you can't really appreciate the mountaintop. So we're going to get to a valley. And so he got to the valley where he had to have surgery on his ankle like three or four times. And obviously they don't say it that fast. He obviously keeps trying to play and then the ankle gives out. And then there's, um, there was a surgery where they found out, you know, he almost died. And then he was saying how he was so ashamed of it and he didn't want the fans to know and he felt like a failure. And so it was like, oh, there we go. Thank you. Thank you. Like, not that I need, you know, pain, but we do, we need to be able to relate to know that, you know, I'm going through struggles. And I think that's the whole point of the master class to say that I've achieved great things. However, I've achieved great things, even though my life had struggles. And so know that you sitting there with your struggles, there are great things that you can achieve. And so one of the scriptures that this reminded me of was, Second Samuel 
11 and 1. And I'll tell you, I'll read the verse for you and then I'll tell you why it reminded me of that. So it said, David and Bathsheba, in the springtime at a time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. But David remained in Jerusalem. The reason why this topic of getting comfortable with the uncomfortable resonates with me and why you know, knowing the valley is going to teach you lessons and wanting to hear from Grand Hill, what is your valley, is because David got too comfortable with the comfortable. David got too comfortable with with rest. And the reason why I say that is not because we should be craving for a life of drama or looking for trouble or looking for something to go to go awry, it's because when we're obedient, then we're able to see what God is trying to do in our life. And so in the springtime at a time when kings go off to war. And so what it's saying is you should have been off to war because at that time, that's when kings go off to war. But I have gotten comfortable in being comfortable as the king. So I'm not even doing what I'm supposed to be doing in this season because I'm too comfortable with the comfortable. And that is when you end up going through a even more painful valley because it is it is hard and painful to go to war because I'm risking my life. It's it's tiring. There's things to do, but it's about being obedient. So that brings me to my first point. And as usual, I have three points that I want us to think about when we think about getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. And so the first point that I want you to think about when you're thinking about getting comfortable with the uncomfortable is what is your definition of winning? What is your definition of winning? And so for a lot of us, if our definition of winning is being comfortable, and I've talked about this before, if our definition of winning is being comfortable, then we're going to be, we're going to be preparing ourselves for a rude awakening. And David is our example. David is our example. So I know there's sometimes we have dreams, we have things that we want, and we have this vision in our mind. And we say to ourselves, once this happens, life is going to be great. Once this happens, I'm going to feel great. Once this happens, you know, I'm going to enjoy my life. And what some people realize when they do, and you and, and you can see the evidence from celebrities who end up committing suicide. I think Jim Carrey had a quote, like, I wish that everybody could get everything that they have ever wanted so that they can see that, you know, it doesn't matter or happiness isn't getting everything that you wanted or, you know, that it just doesn't matter. And so that is what happened with David. Like you got bored. You got bored because you were seeking comfort. You were the king. And this is not to knock out David because David is a man after God's own heart. But I think it's a great example that he went through this so that one, even if we're living how God wants us to live, that we never get too prideful, that we stop seeking him, that we stop depending on him, that we stop realizing that the goal isn't to be comfortable. The goal is to be obedient. The goal isn't to be comfortable. The goal is to be obedient. And so therefore, it's not about arriving to a destination. It's about being obedient with the last thing that God told me to do. And so winning, if winning is to hear a well done when I die, when I'm choosing to be obedient to God, I'm winning. But if we are, we have this image in our mind of this vision of, you know, I see this stage that God is going to have me speaking on, or I see this boardroom that God is going to have me speaking in. I see the family with the husband and the children. And and I see this image when we get to that, if, if that is something that God has placed in your heart, and that is something that God is going to bring to fruition. When you get to that journey, 
and that is it, you're going to feel empty. I was listening to an interview by Ava DuVernay and she was like, it's not about the awards. It's not about the fancy dresses because she said she experienced them all. And I'm telling you now, if it's about that, after you receive the award, you're going to feel hollow. And I connected with that because that's how I was when I won the Bohemian Icon Award. Grateful, happy, but right after it was like, oh, it's over. Oh, it's over. So one of the things that she she mentioned in that interview was it has to be bigger than you. It has to be bigger than you. The goal that you're going after, it has to be that more, it has to be more than about, oh, I want a family. It has to be more than, oh, I want to uh, be in ministry and speak on stages and speak to international audiences. It has to be more than, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. It has to be more than, oh, I want to be successful and I'm making six figures. I'm making seven figures. I'm making eight figures. I want to have a yacht. I want to have a, it has to be more than that because what we realized with David is he got to that position of comfortable. You want to know what it looks like when you reach the, the thing that you've always been striving for? David. If you ever in a moment of, I wonder what it would be like. I wonder what it will feel like. I wonder what that experience would be like if this vision that's been in my head for years ever happens. It's going to be like David if you're not consistently saying, I need to be obedient. That's what winning is. Because David realized quickly winning wasn't not going out to war. Because that's when kings normally go after war. And so the last thing that God told me to do as king was go to war. But I decided not to do the last thing that God told me to do. So when I decide to not do the last thing that God told me to do, then I no longer make it about the bigger picture. I no longer make it about everybody else. I no longer make it about being God's hands and feet on the earth. I make it about me being comfortable. And so that's the problem, I think, with us, why we're not getting stronger in Christ, because we're too focused on what I want. I'm too focused on what my end goal dream looks like. It's not bigger than you. And so when it's bigger than you, then at no point am I going to say, oh, well, let me just walk around the palace and just relax and just, you know, no, because this is a time when kings go to war. So I'm going to go to war because this is bigger than me. And I am here for Israel. And I am here to fight on their behalf because that is what God sent me to do because this is the time when kings usually go to war. Grant Hill was saying like he was so embarrassed. He was so embarrassed when he had to keep having surgeries, when people still have to keep paying him a paycheck because he's a part of the team, but he can't actually play on the court. He used to hide his ankle because he didn't want anyone to see his scars. And then he realized, you know, you were given this platform for a reason. And it's not only about inspiring people on the court. It's inspiring people as I go through hard and difficult times. It's inspiring them through that journey, letting them know that you don't have to give up, that you can go through a detrimental path. You can go through a valley and you can still climb ahead. And and thinking that the only way to inspire them is through basketball is more about me than it is about the other people. It's more about me than it is about the other people. So you have to change your definition of winning. It's not being comfortable. Definition of winning is not being comfortable. It's being obedient. And so if David realized that, then he wouldn't have been in the situation he was in. And again, we're not faulting David because he's human, but it is a wake-up call to us to know that you can be a woman after God's own heart. You can be a man after God's own heart. But the minute you choose comfort over obedience then you are risking putting yourself in a position that can bring harm, that can bring danger, that can bring agony and pain and so much agony and pain. We see that, you know, David's 
children were involved in rape and raping the, the sister. And, and then all of his wives, his son slept with all of his wives in broad daylight. And then one of his sons died. And then it's just like, you just brought all this agony upon yourself because your goal was comfort instead of obedience. And so this is your reminder to you that what does winning look like? Is winning looking like, oh, I achieved that dream. I got there. I got that thing that I wanted. I'm telling you, it's hollow. And so when it's bigger than you, it's not about reaching that dream. It's about being obedient and having a dream that's bigger than you. The next number two thing that I want to ask you is, are you depending on God every single step of the way? Are you depending on God every single step of the way? The next thing before I do the next thing, am I consulting with God? Am I consulting with God? And the reason why that's so important is because again, David, was a man after God's own heart. But in every moment in his life during those 15 years when he was in a real valley, and that's when we stay closest to God. I don't know about you, but when things are not, you know, super or amazing or just like, oh, it's so great. That's the time I'm trying to call on God. I remember when I used to work as a guidance counselor and me and my great friend, um, her, her room was right across from me. And anytime she came into the office and I was singing praise and worship songs, she would say, everything okay, Pin? Everything okay? You're good, Pin? And I was like, well, why are you asking me that? And she was just like, you, you know how, you know, we black people go, you know how we go. We got we got to sing on our our spiritual hymns, our gospels. Anytime something's going wrong, so just want to check see if something's going wrong because that's what we do. We turn on these gospel music and like Jesus, and it's true. Like that's when we cry out the most. It's sad, but it's true. That's when 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 everything is going well, it's not. Oh, let me read my Bible. You know things are going well. Let me just stay in here for three hours. But when we're going through a valley, oh, I need to fast. I need to stay on my 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 face for three and four hours. I need to go before the throne. I need to. When things are going good, but when things are in the valley, we are praying, but things are going good, we don't remember. We don't remember. And so I rem- uh, so just thinking about David, there were seasons in David's life where he was going through a rough time when he thought he was going to go and fight with uh, the enemy and they were going up against Saul and they were like, we don't trust David, send him back. He's not in this camp. And so there were times when David was doing things that were not quite in alignment. But when he came back and everybody was gone, all of the wives, all of the children, and the men were looking at him like, you know, you send us to go to war with these people. It already didn't work. And then we came back. Our wives have been stolen. Our children have been stolen. All of our possessions have been stolen. What you do, what you do. But in that moment, he called to God. In that moment, he seemed as if his back was against the wall and he called out to God and God told him what to do and God was able to rectify the whole situation and they got everybody back. But in that moment when he realized, you know, I messed up, I shouldn't have been going out with the enemy, I came back and now everybody's lost their wives. Like, how do I, how do I deal with this? He called on God. But the thing about it is that at no point during this journey, and there were several opportunities that he had a chance to depend on God to say, you know, is this a good idea? You know, he wa- I should go to war. Should I go to war? Yes, you should. Okay, you didn't go. Okay, okay. Walking around the palace. Oh, she's cute. Should I call her over? No, you shouldn't. Nope, nope, still called her over. When he brought her over, oh, she is really cute. Should I sleep with her? No, you should not sleep with her. No, I'm gonna sleep with her. Sleep with her. Okay, send her back. All right, mm, I need to call her husband. Should I call her husband? No, do not call her husband. Okay, I'm gonna call her husband. Like so many times, should I send him on the front line? I'm just saying, what what should I do instead of trying to do things myself? Like the prophet had to tell him a parable 
for him to realize, no, this you, this you. Like, oh my God, who is this man? Who will who will take a poor sheep, a sheep from a poor man? You, you will do that. You, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. You are not comfortable with the uncomfortable, David, because you had several times to depend on God. And so what I'm saying is, you know, in life as humans, there may be times where we make mistakes, but I want us to be conscious enough conscious enough in that moment of, oh, did I ask God about this? When you're having a a great day, like I told you, we had so much um, breakthrough and blessings from the May I Call You Queen experience that yesterday that I was just on like cloud 10. I was just so excited about everything that was God was doing. I felt so filled. I felt so, you know, just, you know, really good. And so when I went to an event last night, I just went in with such you know, great feelings and joy. And so in that moment, and and it's probably because it's a prayer service, not because I'm so holy and I'm just always in touch with Jesus. But I think because I was already on cloud 10 and then walked into a prayer service, um, there wasn't, because there were so many great things happening, it wasn't a, oh, we're in prayer, so I can't wait to just cry out to God to to ask him to do this for me and to ask him to do that for me because, you know, I'm just couldn't wait to get to this prayer service because life is just a valley. Because I was having such an amazing day, when I got into prayer, I was able to say, you know, God, what do you want me to pray for? What do you want me to pray for? Because how powerful would our prayer life be is if when we're even in a valley, the first thing is, God, what do you want me to pray for? Like, I, I, I do have an agenda. I did come in here with some sorrows and some wounds. But what what's your agenda? But... Because I did not have any sorrows or wounds that I was walking into that prayer meeting with, I was able to say, God, who do you want me to pray for? And so the person who was leading the prayer team, who I don't know from a can of paint, God was like, continue to pay for him, pray for him, pray for him, pray for him. And I just kept praying for him. And so what happens is, God, you're able to be a vessel. You're able to touch people. You're able to pour into people. You're able to be the hands and feet of Christ on the earth. You're able to just pour lovingly into others who may just need your prayers, but don't know you at all, but they really need you to pray for them because you're overflowing from the joy that God is giving to you. And so that's what God wants. When you're not, when you're at the mountaintop, God wants you to pour into others. And when you're in a valley, God wants you to cling to him. But the thing is, we cling to him in the valley and on the mountaintop, we're like, hey, we're like, David, we're like, are we comfortable? We comfortable? We comfortable? Till you forget. Till you trip. Till you tripped on yourself because you're so comfortable. I need you to relax. I need you to continue to depend on God. Continue to depend on God. Don't get so comfortable that you, you think that, you know, I got it. You don't got it. You don't got it. Even when you're joyful, you don't got it. You have to depend on God. You have to know that, you know, this isn't something that I thought of on my own, but I really have to depend on God. And that brings me to my third and final point that I wanted to share with you guys today. The third and final point when you're getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, the way that you're going to get stronger in Christ is knowing, am I following God's plan or is this my plan? Am I following God's plan or is this my plan? Whose plan am I following? Because David was following his own plan. He was following his own plan. And Uriah is unfortunate. (laughs) It's unfortunate, but Uriah was following God's plan. I I was sent out to war. I should be to war right now. So I'm going to stand in solidarity while I'm in war. And I'm not even going to see my wife. I'm not even going to sleep with my wife. The verse was so... Uriah, but Uriah slept at the entrance to the palace with all of his master's servants and did not go down to his house because he was comfortable with the uncomfortable. He was comfortable with the uncomfortable. Is it uncomfortable after being at war all this time not to go home and sleep with my wife? I guarantee it probably is. It probably is. 
but that's not what God has for me to do right now. And so my plan or something that would feel good to me or comfortable to me would be to go to sleep with my wife. God's plan is for me to stay united with the men that are out there. And that's what he tells Uriah said to David, the ark and Israel and Judah are staying in tents and my commander Joab and my Lord's men are camped out in the open country. How could I go to my house to eat and drink and make love to my wife? As surely as you live, I will not do such a thing. What he's saying is, how can I go and be comfortable and relax and just, you know, just be enjoying all of these things? And there's a time, you know, there's a verse that says there's a time for everything. And he's saying, this is not the time. This is not the season for that. And how many of us will be able to be more effective in the earth if we recognize the season that we're in? Even when I have the opportunity to choose comfort, I choose obedience because that is what God's plan is for me right now. It's not comfortable. And David was on the run for 15 years. Can I get a break? Can I get a Can I get one minute home? Can I get one time to relax, Jesus? I'm just saying, I've been on the run for this amount of years. You anointed me 15 years before I was able to take over Israel. I'm always out there. You heard the song David killed 10,000, saw 1,000. I killed Goliath. Like, like when, when am I going to get a break? When am I going to, like, I, I've done a lot. I've been a man after your heart. I could have killed Saul. I don't know how many times. I still didn't take over the kingdom as soon as he died. I asked you. Then I reigned over Judah, even though I should have reigned all over all of Israel. I waited. It's my time now. I don't give you your time, Jesus. I did it. I was faithful. I was obedient. Oh, really? Oh, really? Because it's still my agenda. And it's hard because we're human, but it's still God's agenda. What is your agenda? What do you want me to do? Like we said, we talked about Grand Hill. Like his agenda was to inspire people by being on the court in the NBA. No, actually for a few years, you're not going to be on the court at all. You may you're, you, you might almost die. Yep, you're going to have several surgeries, several. You're going to feel ashamed, feel like a failure because they're going to be paying you money and you're never going to be on the court. Or you're going to start on the court and be on the court for two months and then we're going to pull you off. Several times, three or four times, we're going to take you through that experience of, oh, he's back. No, he's not. He's back. You know, he's not. He's back. You know, Jesus, this isn't, this isn't cute. My plan was to go inspire people, have a really great career. And then, yeah, that's not my plan. And so when we get comfortable with the uncomfortable, it's not saying that good things won't come to you. It's not saying that you won't have seasons of rest. It won't. It's not saying that you won't have seasons of joy. It's saying that I am comfortable with whatever God's plan is. So Grant Hill was still able to inspire people, just not the way that he planned to inspire them. David was still able to be king. It's just not the king that decides when he goes to war and when he doesn't go to war. Because if you're the king that decides when you go to war and when you don't go to war, you're going to end up being idle. You're going to end up doing something that's going to bring you misery and pain. And God's saying, I'm trying to keep you from that. I'm trying to keep you from that. Well, what I want you to think about as you meditate on one of the things that we were talking about today, what I want you to think about is, has there ever been a time in your life when God had a plan and you had another plan and then you realize that you know what, this is definitely not the way that I was about to do this, but it turned out so much better. This is definitely not what I had planned. This is definitely not how I saw it going, but God made it go so much better. When I think about that, I got a grant to do a documentary and I was supposed to do it in my hometown. And I remember doing a play around that same season and there was only one weekend that we were able to have the star... I know her name was Star in the play. Uh, we were, there was only one weekend we could have her come down because she was in camp all summer. 
And also the place that we were booking to have the actual theater production was like, like, this is the last date you can do it. Or this was the earliest date you can do it, whatever it was. And so all of the dates coincide and I'm like, okay, it has to be July. Then I remember I applied for this grant and I'm supposed to do a project with someone who was a mentor for me from the U.S. So I know that the ticket hasn't been bought yet. So I'm like, maybe we can shift the date because I'm supposed to do the production on one island and then I was supposed to do the documentary on another island. Um, But I'm realizing I'm booking it for the same date. So I'm telling him, I'm like, maybe we can move. And he was like, no, I've already rearranged my life for that weekend. I have to come that weekend. And so my plan was to do it two separate weekends. And I'm like, I'm going to be doing the play. I'm going to be overwhelmed. It's not going to be able to to be a good experience. And he was like, nope, I have to come in July. So clearly this isn't my plan. So we apply for more funding to go along with the grant. And we are able to change our project. And God has given me the wisdom to weave all of the projects that I have to do that weekend together and let the persons know that, okay, originally I was going to do a documentary in the island that I lived on, but now I'm going to give you more. Like I won the grant based on the fact that I was just going to do a documentary, but I was able to get more funding and I was able to let the people know that gave me the original funding that I was going to do more than I said I was going to do. And so that we kind of weaved in the fact that we were going to do a documentary and we're going to do a workshop and we're going to do a production during that weekend and we're going to do some public speaking on creative and all of that was able to happen during that week. It was on a different island. It wasn't as I planned, We but we added so much more to it and was able to get more funding because of it. Also, the persons I was able to interview that lived on the island that I had to do the production on were persons who had more time in the industry. And so when it came to having behind the scene video footage, professional video footage for behind the scenes, we didn't have to worry about trying to find ways to go there and capture it because they already had it in their library. And God was trying to say like, trust me, like the people that you're supposed to interview, they're the ones you're supposed to be connected to. They're the ones who you're supposed to be interviewing. They're the ones that I need to have this message go out. So this is not your original plan, but I'm going to have to rearrange your original plan because my plan is better. And what we have to get into our mind. And I, I didn't like to have that spirit of expectancy because there were times where I expected God to do something and I felt disappointed. I don't know if any of you have ever happened to you where there was something that you expected God to do and then it didn't happen the way, you know, like this is the year I'm going to leave this job. It's three years now. I thought this was the year I was going to leave this job. I said you were going to leave this job. I just didn't say you were leaving this year. This is the year that I'm going to have a child. No, I told you we're going to have a child. This, this just ain't the year you're going to have the child. This is the, we want it exactly our way. We want it our plan. Oh, this is the condo that I'm going to move into. No, you're going to move into a condo, but you're not going to move into this condo. This is the house that we're going to build. Oh, you're going to build a house, but this is not the house you're going to build. Actually, you're not even going to build a house. You're going to go into another house and it's going to be renovated. Actually, it's not even going to be renovated. It's going to be to your liking as soon as you move in because that's how I operate. Oh, I'm going to move to this city. Actually, you're going to move back to your hometown and you're going to be there for several years because there's some work I have to, for you to do. Because at the end of the day, it's about God's plan and God's plan is always better than the plan that we have. It's always better than the vision that we thought was going to be great. And so if we're going to be stronger, if we're going to grow in God, we have to learn to get comfortable with the uncomfortable, comfortable with the uncomfortable, comfortable with the idea that winning, winning is more about obedience than it is about comfort. Comfortable with the idea that I have to depend on God. And every time I move, even in a joyful state, I have to depend on God so much that I'm asking him, what are you asking me to do in this moment? Like life is great. 
but what are you asking me to do in this moment? Oh, life is hard. And I want to tell you to do X, Y, and Z. But what what do you want me to do in this season? And at the end of the day, getting comfortable with the idea that God's plan is better than my plan. God's plan is better than my plan. Yes, go with the spirit of expectancy. Go with the spirit of knowing that God is going to do great things, but he's going to do the great things that he has planned for you. The scripture said, for I know the plans I have for you. For I know the plans I have for you. Not for you know the plans. You do not know the plans. I don't care how much agenda. And I mean, you. we can prove it over and over in our life. Like this is going to go like this. Actually, it's not. It's going to be great though. It's going to be off. It's going to be awesome. You say obedient to me. You listen to me. You do what I say. It's going to be great. But <clears throat> is it going to be the exact thing that you had in your mind? Mm, it may not. It may not. It may not. Not at all. Is it going to happen exactly how you thought? Mm, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. Not exactly the way you saw it, but it's okay because, and the reason why God told me it's okay is because I love you more than you love you. You ever made a decision and and told God, like, I wanted this to happen and you were like, Ooh, so glad God ain't listening to me. Ooh, who I did not know what I was talking about. Woo, child, woo, child, woo, child. I was telling God that this is how it should go, but woo, child, praise God. He did not listen to me because that was, that would have been rough. Ooh, we, that happens in relationships a lot. You'd be like, Shh. Shundo, jeez, wow, wow, Lord. I was, yeah, yeah, you were, you were, you were, you thought, you thought, you were what had happened, well, mm-hmm. but I got you, because I'm your boy, I'm your boy, I got you, I'd be looking out. You're not even looking out for yourself. You are gonna, you know, hit your toe and bruise your toe because of your agenda and your plan that's just whack. And so if you want to be stronger, if you want to be stronger in the faith, if you want to be stronger when you go out there and do the things that God has called you to do, you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. You have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Winning, winning is, winning is obedience. Winning is obedience. I used to say this phrase, either I win or I learn. And when you learn, you learn during those opportunities when you are being obedient to God, when you go through the valley and your obedience and your allegiance is to Christ. And so I hope that you remember, I hope as you walk out today, you are encouraged to get uncomfortable with the uncomfortable. Know that winning is not about comfort, it's about obedience. Know that depending on God and listening to him, every step of the way of what he wants you to do next is what's going to lead to the victory and the glory that he has for you. And finally, I want you to know that his plan is better than our plan. His plan is better than our plan. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on Stronger. I've had so much, so much fun with you guys. I want to remind you to leave a rating or review. Just scroll down. Or if for some reason you're on a device that doesn't allow you to leave a rating or review, jump into the Royal Access. Let us know how you felt about this episode. Please share this episode with a friend. And we can't wait to see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.